Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. So I'm going to play the first video now. And it's from Amy Boudreau from Canada. And um, Ina, I did, I did make the mistake of asking her to list everything that she's involved in working on. It takes ages to get through that list. She's so bloody busy. But she's also known as a yoga cop. And um, I'm going to um, play that now for you. Hi, my name is Amy Boudreau. And um, I'm a police officer. And I'm well known on social media as the yoga cop. Mental health is health. Um, um, I, I think it's really important right now that um, we're focusing on how public safety personnel, um, we recognize that the majority, um, anyone working into those careers are experiencing traumatic or disturbing situations more routinely um, than let's say the general uh, population. Because uh, the type of work that we do, we're often exposed to potentially threatening or unpredictable environments. Um, and for those reasons, we're at a significantly higher risk for screening positive for mental health disorders such as um, so anxiety, depression, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, any type of psychological difficulties um, through the work that, that we're in. Um, so because of this overexposure of stress and trauma, um, we can develop occupational stress injuries over time. And I think um, we've really seen an increase, um, not even here in just Canada, but overall within the profession. There's a lot of people who are still um, suffering in silence. They might have depression, anxiety. This could even just be sleep disorders or having, having trouble um, sleeping because of the shift work. Um, obviously that will have a huge impact even on our hormonal balance, our digestive system, um, because it throws off your circadian rhythm. So over time you can get chronic pain, back issues, especially from wearing the equipment inflammation, burnout um, from the nature of uh, high fast, high stressful type of work. Uh, we can really get uh, compassion fatigue over time too, because we're in a in a role of serving people all the time. Um, and then, you know, that's on the individual level, but how does that show up in our personal lives? So again, this can um, ultimately affect our relationships, maybe when we're irritable or short tempered, um, we can start to become maybe isolated or antisocial. Um, our moods are getting affected. So I, I just feel like all of that has a, has a ripple effect um, from the individual going into the community. So mental health is super important um, to focus on, not only so that our members are healthier, but also for the community well-being as well. We're seen as individuals that are supposed to be called during crisis and we're there um, to support um, the community members. So oftentimes we will shut off our emotions or how to re regulate properly, but that's not healthy. Um, you know, when it comes to dealing with coworkers or our own family members. So improve the self-regulation skill set um, and resiliency um, is really important in this type of work. And it needs to be um, taught before you get into this type of job. So this is information that I've learned over the last 10 years. And, um, I wish it was available to me when I first got into this profession, but I think we're realizing now how important it is and um, how much more we could be doing to enhance our profession with this information. The well-being and safety um, of our members is paramount because we're the ones that are providing safety and security to communities. The more that you invest in wellness um, 
for people, the 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 overall, you know, the whole organization can thrive. That was um, Amy. And uh, so uh, what I'm going to do after each video as well is I'm going to, you know, just pull out the main um, the main learning points that I think are the most relevant. So um, Amy says some really interesting stuff there. So as a police officer, you're in constant flight, uh, fight or flight mode. That is not good. You know, it's, it's very good if you're actually faced with danger for a moment. But if that is a constant, as it often is in policing, that is not very good for your well-being. Um, so that affects mental health and physical health, especially in the long run. Um, she was saying that, you know, you need to shut off your emotions to serve the community, but that can be harmful for your personal and professional relationships. Is it about a 70% divorce rate in policing? Um, so not good. And uh, the well-being of members is paramount because they want to look after the community. Um, Jeannie, do you have any short observations on what um, Amy said? Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with what Amy was saying. Um, that was a great segment. I think one of the, the most startling um stats i think for me is that stress is a common risk factor in 75 to 90 percent of all diseases uh including those which are the foremost uh, morbidity and mortality um and the most common stress related diseases are things like cardiovascular disease uh, metabolic diseases such as diabetes and, and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease uh, psychotic and neurodegenerative disorders and cancer um so if people say it's just a bit of stress actually no it's not there's a lot more to it and it can affect you in so many different ways. So I think that was a fantastic segment by Amy. Yeah, stress, stress is a lot more serious than many people will realize. Mindfulness, um, meditation and yoga, you know, some, some people might think, well, what does that have to do with policing? Um, for me, I feel like it has a lot to do with policing because, you know, we're, we're constantly putting our, our minds and bodies in a state of heightened awareness. We're constantly in the fight or flight response um, because we're dealing with really high stressful calls. We're constantly in these states and what can happen over time is our minds and bodies, our nervous system can, um, that can end up being our default state where we're constantly in that state and we don't know how to come back to, down to a, a balanced you know, baseline. So the idea of practicing these modalities, we're actually training and rewiring our brains and nervous system um, to become more calm, be able to manage our um, physiological symptoms while we're in these high stressful states. And ultimately when you're direct experiencing and you can do that, you're gonna perform better because you got mental clarity, your situational awareness is gonna go up, these are great modalities to practice how to self-regulate and really kick in that parasympathetic nervous system, which is going to um, really calm our nerves down and allow us to respond as opposed to just react in, in, the, like in the situation. Well, she makes a great point here. People don't usually see what the point is of moga, moga yoga and mindfulness. <laughs> I invented a new thing there. Maybe there is moga or maybe somebody is starting it. But it makes complete sense biologically. So as a police officer, as we said in the beginning, you're constantly on high alert, fight or flight. You're in a stress response constantly. Mindfulness and yoga and other relaxation techniques get you out of that. So it's very, very related to policing. It's very relevant to policing and it's very important for policing. What do you think, Jenny? Yes, totally. I mean, just something as simple as a, as a breathing exercise where you breathe in for four, hold for seven and breathe out for eight. That actually is your body's way of telling 
your your bodyguard, the stress response, step down, guys, I don't need you, everything's fine. So even just having that as a tool at that immediate moment when you're you're in that heightened state of of, of stress is, is a great tool to use. And I think the more that we um, incorporate that, the more that we take that on, uh, the, the happier and healthier we'll be. And I, would, and I would just say to some of the cops out there who think it's all a bit pink and fluffy, guys, seriously, this can help you. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps, and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address, and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.